Welcome back, everybody, back to Sports Headlines. I know it's been a while since we've recorded, and here on Quarantine, I figured why not do a draft recap finally. So here comes your draft recap. You can listen to this on Spotify, watch it on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Headlines. Eight for Twitter, four for Instagram. And, of course, you know that YouTube is our main focus. So, I'm going to do three winners and three losers of the draft, and I think you all know what one of the losers is going to be, and that loser is the Green Bay Packers, my team, uh, and one of the best franchises in NFL history, in my opinion. So, here's the reason why the Packers are a loser. It is not because they drafted Jordan Love. Now, Jordan Love, debatably, was not the right pick, but I believe it was a good pick and a smart pick because Aaron Rodgers only had so many more years left in the league. Now, it's rounds two through seven that they really messed up. I mean, Green Bay needs a wide receiver. We still need a wide receiver. And drafting a running back, a tight end, a linebacker, three offensive linemen, a safety, and an edge rusher is not a wide receiver. The running back, A.J. Dillon, was not bad, but we already have two good running backs and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And A.J. Dillon, you could have drafted uh, other good running backs, at least similar to his uh, caliber, in the later rounds. Now, that was their second round pick, and a lot of receivers were still on the board at that time, Van Jefferson being one of them. Now, the third round pick, Josiah DeGura. I mean, really? What? I had never personally heard of that guy. Now, no disrespect to Josiah DeGura, but he's really not what we needed right now, and he's also not what we needed to do with a third-round pick. He's just not a third-round caliber player. Then we drafted Kamal Martin from Minnesota, the linebacker. And while inside linebacker we do need help at, he's not really that guy who you draft with a fifth-round pick. Well, I mean, he's not a bad fifth-round talent. But still, man, we need wide receivers. K.J. Hill was still on the board. He holds a lot of records at Ohio State in receiving. We still didn't draft him. And then you take two guards, John Runyon Jr. and Jake Hans, er, and Jake Hansen, and then you take Simon uh, Stepanak. And we have double-digit linemen on our roster. We don't need three more. And now, I like guys like John Runyon Jr. I feel like he was a good pick. But, at the moment, the only offensive lineman we really, really needed was a tackle. And none of those guys are a tackle. They're guards and centers. And then Vernon Scott and Jonathan Garvin, they weren't bad seventh round picks. I doubt they're going to make the roster. But still, a wide receiver would really be nice. Now, a second loser that I had in this draft was the LA Chargers. Now, they busted two of their picks. And you may or may not be expecting this uh, to be one of them. But that was the sixth overall pick, Justin Herbert. He's not a first-round talent. From what he's shown at Oregon, he's shown flashes of supreme arm talent, just great arm talent. 
but it's the processing skills and, and the mental factor that really gets me concerned personally with uh, with with a quarterback like Herbert. He's a one-read quarterback, and when his first read's covered up, he either forces it into coverage or just goes straight to a check down, and that's not what you need in the NFL. That's what Mitchell Trubisky and Blake Bortles and, and, and those kind of guys do. There's a reason why the Bears declined Mitchell Trubisky's fifth-year option because he's a one-year, one-read quarterback. Now, the second pick that they really just missed on was Joshua Kelly. He was a fourth-round pick. He was a running back, and he's just he was not the best running back available at that time. And if you're the Chargers, why are you picking a running back? You, you really, I mean, Austin Eckler seems like a stud, and you have other guys later in the draft or even guys at that pick that are just better than Joshua Kelly. Now, I did like the Kenneth Murray pick, although trading up to get him, I I would have preferred Patrick Queen, but um, it wasn't a bad pick. And then Joe Reed in the fifth round, wide receiver out of West Virginia, felt that like that was a really solid pick uh, for the re- receiving core of the future. And then K.J. Hill in the seventh round. <sighs> Why didn't Green Bay draft him? Just why? I don't. I don't understand. Now the last loser that I have in the draft was the Chicago Bears, and um, the really it was really tough for me to decide um, who to be the loser of this draft. But I chose the Bears because everybody else. And remember, the Bears. Did not have a particularly bad draft. It was more the Lions and the Vikings getting better. And Green Bay still bringing back pretty much everybody from the 13-win season. The Bears just didn't improve enough. And I felt like they didn't need another tight end. Why would they even draft another tight end? They have too many tight ends. They they got Nick Foles, yes. Um, they declined Mitchell Trubisky's option, which I think was smart. But I just feel like they didn't come away with enough um, in their draft to be competitive. And remember, they still have an elite defense with a really good pass rush and a good quality secondary. Now on to the winners of the draft. Um, first of all, I want to say this. A lot of teams had good drafts where they addressed their needs. So the winners of the draft is really classified by the home run hitters, um, or by people who really capitalized on all of their picks. Um, having, you know, whether they had a lot of them or a little of them, whoever capitalized on the most picks and whoever set themselves up uh, best in the future. And number one, I believe that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the Jags had about 35 picks in that draft. Uh, and they really. They really did well on pretty much all of them. Um, they had two first-rounders, a second-rounder, a third-rounder, three fourth-rounders, two fifths, two sixths, and a seventh. And uh, really, their worst picks were just, I don't know, maybe Colin Johnson or Chris Claybooks. But they, they drafted their, their centerpiece corner, with uh, with C.J. Henderson from Florida, the ninth pick. Then they drafted uh, 
good edge rusher to replace uh, Unique Ngakwe, who's really going at um, going at the owner's son. Then they drafted a receiver for uh, to match behind uh, DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. Um, they drafted a, 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 an inside lineman uh, from Ohio State. Solid pick. They addressed offensive line, uh, their secondary, their linebacking core, their pass rush, their offensive line, and their receiving core. And uh, I, they really just had a great draft. And the NFC South is always up for grabs, especially after uh, DeAndre Hopkins' trade. And we really don't know what we're going to get from Phillip Rivers or Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis. Um, and the Titans, are they going to be a one-year wonder? Nobody nobody really, really knows. Um, so the Jags had a really nice draft. And uh, the second team I have comes from the AFC West, and that's the Denver Broncos. Um, they had a whole lot of picks as well. They got Jerry Judy with the 15th pick, K.J. Hamler with the uh, 14th pick of the second round. Two phenomenal receivers. They're good. They have a really scary receiving core. Now all they need is a quarterback to match them. Uh, but then they grabbed a corner from Iowa, a center, which was a, a, a so-so pick, but then an interior defensive lineman uh, from Arkansas, a nice tight end, a good linebacker, and a, a pretty nice guard, some receiver depth, and some edge rush depth. Um, so they're, they're a few pieces away, a few solid pieces away, specifically a quarterback, really competing in the next two or three years, in my opinion. Um, and the last team is the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And now the only reason why I chose them instead of, say, the Ravens or somebody like that is because they addressed running back, which was a need. They addressed linebacker, which was a need. They got a good offensive tackle. They got a defensive back and edge rusher, or two defensive backs and an edge rusher with their last three picks, which I felt were all solid picks. Um, they really needed help on the defense, uh, most of all. They have that explosive offense, and the defense really stepped it up uh, in the last part of the season in the playoff run. But you you always got the sense that they needed a little bit more help, especially at linebacker and in, in, defensive, in the defensive backfield. So getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and then getting Willie Gay and um, uh, Legereus Sneed from uh, Louisiana Tech, I felt really solidified uh, their biggest needs. And then um, Lucas Nyang from TCU, the offensive tackle. I feel like, you know, if there's an injury on the line, he's going to be ready to step in and play. And once one of their linemen either gets too old or the Chiefs don't feel like there's much value in resigning him, I feel like Nyang um, will really fill in that role well. Um, now, I have some honorable mentions. In the good picks, number one, um, the Ravens. I feel like the Ravens had a really nice draft, but um, they just didn't, in my opinion, capitalize on their picks. Or really, you know, I feel like they didn't have really many holes. Now, I, I love the inside linebacker, Patrick Queen, that they drafted. But just... I feel like the Ravens are a Lamar Jackson playoff passing processor away from really being scary and a Super Bowl contender. Until Lamar Jackson develops that second, third, and fourth read as a passer, they're they're gonna be they're not gonna reach their full potential. Um 
another team that really that had a, a good draft, in uh, my opinion, was the Vikings. I feel like they really covered a lot of ground um, between them and the Packers, with the Packers being a clear loser of the draft, even though I feel, again, I feel like Jordan Love was a good pick. Um, it was the rest of their picks that they really whiffed on. Um, but Minnesota really covered a lot of ground. They got another receiver. They got some defensive help. They, I feel like they really solidified their roster, and they're going to be a really solid and scary team to beat in the NFC North. I also felt like the Lions had a good draft, um, but they're not going to really be uh, in competition for the North anytime soon. Although Matthew Stafford is a very good quarterback, and a game changer. I also felt like Dallas had a really great draft, especially with C.D. Lamb falling. Once again, that's going to be scary competition in the NFC. Um, and then teams that I felt were on the fringe of having a bad draft, the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts' um, pick was a little, a little out there. Um, I felt like he could have gone to another team and been a more impact player. And I really don't think he's going to play any other positions. He's a quarterback. He's made that clear. And I believe he means to stay that as a quarterback. But Carson Wentz has shown the injury history. He is a good player coming out of Alabama and then Oklahoma. Um, and I don't think he was a bust. I just don't think he was the best pick in that position. Combined with the receivers, again, Jalen Rieger, good receiver. He just wasn't the best on the board at that time. So you got to take a little bit away from the Eagles there. But in general, I feel like pretty much every team had a good, a solid draft addressing the needs. Um, but there's only going to be a certain amount of teams that are going to com compete for that playoff spot if we even have a full NFL season, which you got to hope we do. I mean... The NFL is just a heck of a thing to watch on Sundays.